Hello, Texans. I'm Susanna, and this is The Susanna Gibbs Show. I've been an actress in Dallas for over 25 years, and I've also been selling insurance, which is this interesting intersection of art and business. And so we're really excited to start this podcast because it's probably one of the first creative endeavors that I've ever had that actually supports the business side versus takes away from it. And we've been really fortunate. We had some great guests. We've had some great stories. We talked to a lot of people who have great stories. And so on this podcast, you're going to hear from artists, idealists, entrepreneurs, the hows and whys of doing business and choosing to get up again. We took a small deviation today, though, because throughout the course of our business, we talk to a lot of people in the process of buying a home. We talk to a lot of realtors because they're great referral partners for us. So we hear a lot of stories, a lot of good stories, a lot of bad stories. And so for this episode, you're going to hear from Shelby Fur, who's director of our personal lines here, and I, as we give our top 10 things to look for when choosing a realtor. I hope you enjoy. Please go to Give Agency Dallas to connect with us. We look forward to hearing from you. And at the end of this podcast, we're going to give you an insurance tip to make you smarter. You know, you can drop those little insurance nuggets of wisdom at your next cocktail party because insurance, it doesn't come up. I was going to go with it, but it doesn't that often. But if it does, you're going to be smart and say, did you know? And now, on with the show. So, hello, everyone. With me today is the director of our personal lines, Shelby Fur, Lemons. <laughs> and um, we're going to go over, because we talk to so many people going through the process, either at the end when they're about to buy the house, and we hear a lot about how the process went, but we also talk to a lot of realtors, so we actually get a lot of stories from realtors about other realtors. And so we have our top 10 things when deciding on a realtor. Shelby, take it away. Number one. So yeah, I'll start with number one. Um, so interview multiple agents, get references. We all know, you know, a handful of realtors. So when the time comes to choose, uh, definitely recommended to interview multiple. You know, I thought about this too on my walk this morning what I would do differently looking back and when I chose a realtor because you feel um, very obligated to choose people. And I lost friends and, and referral partners in this process. Had I said to them, hey, listen, my husband and I, we're going to interview three realtors to find the best person that fits with us. Please don't take it personally. This is business. It's a big deal. But we really want to interview you. Are you okay with this process? Versus the way that I did it, which was just try and pretend like it wasn't happening and hope they wouldn't find out. Right. <laughs> um, number two, do your due diligence. How long have they been an agent? How many deals a year? How many clients? And the percentage of buying versus selling. Um, these are big questions that you need to know before you make the decision. So, um, and also define and test communication skills. Sorry. So, um, 
a good thing. Susanna mentioned this later. She was like, do like a, a test run. So <clears throat> send them a text, give them a call, see how they do with that style of communication that you prefer. Um, I know in our industry, we try to tailor um, the communication style to our clients as best we can. So, you know, we all have our ways of doing it, call, text. So, um, yeah. Because everybody will say, oh, I get back to people right away. But it's like, well, test them. See, see yeah. how fast they get back to you. Exactly. Um, number four, this one I think is a, a Shelby. Define expectations. Mm-hmm. Right? This is what I expect. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, this is a big process you're going through. So you definitely want to have those expectations set from the get-go. That way there's no surprises um, once you're in the thick of things. That's never fun. Um, So another big one for me is, um, you know, ask them what their schedule's like. Um, So a lot of times it's probably going to be a nine to five, Monday through Friday. And then they're also going to work weekends for showings, which is pretty typical for a real estate agent. Um, But another like tag along question I like to pair with that one is, how quickly can you take me to showings? Um, so you want to make sure that they're going to be there for the showings because we all know um, there's that house that wants the offer at four o'clock that day. So you're you're probably going to run to situations where you need to do last minute showings. So um, I would definitely clear that up in the interview process. And then, yeah, listen, uh, hey, I get it. It can be hard to drop everything and go show a house. People have lives, but do they have a backup person who could potentially show the house if they're not available? That's huge. Yeah, I think a lot of them do have that backup person for those situations. That is definitely hard. Um, on the flip side, I can't imagine, you know, last minute, oh, can we go see this house at six o'clock? <laughs> so, um, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, and then another that's, one. I think it goes back to the percentage of buying and selling, right? Like there's some realtors that don't want to do the buying part of it because they don't want to be available like that. They just want to do the sell. So knowing that ahead of time is, is important. Absolutely. What were you so, going to say though? I interrupted you. Um, this one is another one that kind of resonates with me just because I grew up in Dallas. I've been here my whole life. Um, so I think I know, I know everything in this area, but buying a house, I found that I did not. So um, yeah, I would ask your realtor, how familiar are you with this area that I'm looking at? How familiar are you with each neighborhood? Um, you know, if you have kids, you're gonna want a kid-friendly neighborhood. So we each have our, our needs. Um, so yeah, definitely get a feel of how familiar they are with Plano, Rowlett, Rockwall, Dallas, the whole thing, so. And they'll all say, oh, I work and I live here, but I work everywhere. I can look everywhere. And yes, yes, people can look everywhere, but are they gonna know enough about, like in Lake Highlands, what Friday night is like in the shopping center at Walnut Hill and Audelia? What the neighborhood is really about, I mean, and that can make a big difference. DFW is really big. You can't expect everybody to know everything about every area. Right, absolutely. Number seven, ooh, how comfortable, and this is, I think, a direct inter- interview question. How comfortable are you in conflict? 
How do you deal with tougher negotiations? Can you tell me some of the negotiations you have recently had, one that didn't go the way you wanted and one that did? That's what I'm pretty passionate about because um, in one of my sales, and I'm saying one of because I am somewhat worried that that mean guy will will track me down and find me. Uh, <laughs> I know we recorded this initially and I was like, he can just find me if he wants. And then I was like, no, no, he was so mean. Um, they, and they even sent a letter talking about what a great family they were and how excited they were to buy my house. And then I swear the minute that I had an offer on another house and I was involved in that negotiation, the style changed and they got really aggressive. They got really mean. I was checking to see if they had bugged my Alexa. Um, and it was really hard on me and it was hard on the realtor. It was very difficult and it just made me think about how if I were to do it again, that would be one of the questions that I would ask. <clears throat> Number eight, do you have any literature on what I can expect during the process? You don't know what you don't know. It's hard. I would even take, they have new home buying courses. I would take that. Yeah, I would too. There's so much, so much that can change and go wrong and you know realtors don't know what you don't know so yeah just being educated is is much better and that'll you know you don't know what you don't know but that's how you that's how you figure it out and then you won't have to be figuring it out in the middle of this kind of intense negotiation right after my first house I was like okay I'm I know everything for the next one and then I bought the next one and now I'm like okay <laughs> there's just so much every every time there's so much to learn <laughs> So um, another one that I think is important is um, just asking who the team is, who you're going to be working with. Is it just going to be this realtor and that's it? Um, do they have you know a, um, an assistant or admin below them that's going to be jumping in often? Um, and you, I would ask to meet that person probably and make sure you mesh with them as well. So um, I think most realtors have, you know, that side person that you'll probably end up hearing from, especially once the process gets going and whatnot. So, so number 10 is ask for the CMAs, which is um, super important, which is what is my house going to sell for? Because realtors will come in and say, oh, I'll sell your house for this. And this is when you need to get a second opinion on the next realtor that says, oh, I'm going to sell your house for this, or I'm going to sell your house for this. Because in my neighborhood, there was a house that got listed for a high amount and they went with that realtor and it was the, the realtor that they didn't pick that I was talking to. And she said, you know, that house sat on the market for a year, a year, and it eventually sold for what I told them it would sell for. That's a long time to deal with people traipsing in and out of your house, the stress of listing a house. And so, um, you know, there are many, many honest realtors and there are many realtors who will, you know, they're trying to get the business. And if they inflate what they think they can get your house for, you may think, oh, they're going to get me a higher price when the market is going to determine what your house gets. Although they do have some tricks in your up in their sleeve, which is this was yours, Shelby, which I thought was good as far as in the market analysis right when you say how to how do you plan to market my home 
Oh, yeah. I love that question. Which, yeah, I think that's really good. Um, which is, you know, my realtor put my house on Facebook and then the gig was up. Mm-hmm. All the other realtor people knew that my house was on the market. But there are people who, like, especially in the luxury market or the golf course, golf course market, the lake house market, there are there are publications where you can list the house and sometimes the house won't even hit the market before the other realtors have all started talking and it sells right. without listing. Do you want to do this last one? Technically, sure. we're on number 10. This is 10A and B. Commissions are... Are we going commissions? <laughs> commissions are often negotiable. So, um, you know, especially if you have somebody doing the buying and the selling, you can most likely negotiate. However, I wouldn't necessarily choose that agent that is going to go with a lower commission. Um, I would definitely go with the commission or the agent that you feel most confident will do the best job um, for your specific situation. So, um, I forget, we were talking something kind of similar about this yesterday, but um, yeah, just because they're going to drop their commission a little bit, I wouldn't necessarily make that a, a, you know, a go-getter for them. I would definitely consider the other agents and what they bring to the table. So, Well, a lot of agents will cut. Yeah, it is a big deal. And they'll cut their commission if they get both the buy and the sell, but they may not be the agent best suited for that. So... You just gotta, you gotta know that it's a lot of, lot of money on the table that potentially, um, you could, you know, lose or gain by choosing correctly. We hear so much at the end of this process from people, you know, of course, nobody ever says how great it is. Mostly it's, wow, this was a, a horrible experience. It's very stressful. So doing your due diligence on the front end should make the whole process easier if you have any questions we do know a lot of realtors so feel free to reach out we'd be happy to steer you in some directions and thank you so much for being here thank you Shelby for being here and uh, we will see you again next week actually no we're gonna see we're gonna roll with this Shelby because we have to do our insurance tip of the week (laughs) and you can be involved in the insurance tip of the week yeah so and I thought maybe because we're talking about homes and buying new homes let's talk about roofs sure okay one of the biggest issues that we see right now are in um, how insurance companies are shrinking down coverage on roofs there are many carriers that do one is now down to five years replacement cost on roof I know another that's at nine, another that's 11, and a majority of them stop at 15 years. So if your roof is older than 15 years, it's not gonna be covered at replacement cost. And we see this issue a lot. You have anything you can jump in on? Um, Yeah, it's a big problem. We have some, there are some carriers that can lock you in on that replacement cost. It's um, definitely a lot more expensive. Um, So it is an option, but yeah, if you're looking at a house with like a 15 year old roof, um, I would proceed with caution. There's obviously a a lot you can do, but um, yeah. 
we had one of our referral partners call us and say, listen, you know, the, the, my client wants to buy this house and it's a pocket listing. It's not going on the market and the seller will not get their insurance company involved. They do not want to file a claim. And I was like, but it's not going to hurt you to file. It's not going to hurt them to file a claim. Hail claims don't hurt you. And they were like, they don't, they can't get him to file. So, well, they just need to know going in, this roof is over 15 years old. Um, their insurance company is not going to do replacement cost on it. And they had to make that decision of like, okay, are we going to eat the cost of the roof or let it go to market and have to pay a higher rate once it goes to market? So I thought that was interesting. So I think they ended up just eating the cost of the roof. Oh, well. Yeah. Anything else you want to add on roof replacement costs before we move along? I don't think so. All right. Well, thanks again for being here. If you want to connect with us, go to GiveAgencyDallas.com. And yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much. And we'll see you again next week. Thank you.